Central Texas. What are we having? Uh, it's just your standard regular lunch, I guess. Milk? PB&J with the crusts cut off. Well, Brian, this is a very nutritious lunch. All the food groups are represented. Did your mom marry Mr. Rogers? Uh, no, Mr. Johnson. Huh. Time for the press box. Here's your host, Ward Whites. And it is lunchtime in Central Texas. Happy Football Friday, everybody. Happy Football Friday. And it is almost, almost Aaron's favorite time of the year. Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yep. For real? I'm looking forward to it. Almost there. Is everybody ready? Have yes. you got everything wrapped? <laughs> Have you got everything under the tree? Have you got everything bought? Anybody? Yeah. I mean, I got to... No, I mean, I got to wrap another present or two, and then I got to bake cookies and, you know, all that crap, but... Yeah. yeah. But, you know... So you're not done? Okay, I guess not. No. Are you done with shopping? <laughs> I'm done with shopping. Okay. I don't even want to be shopping. Have you seen okay. the line over here? That is ridiculous. Across from us? It is ridiculous. <laughs> What's that? The line going into the shopping center in Central Texas Marketplace across It is ridiculous. Oh, stay really? Stay away. It's, it's stay away. Well, you don't want to stay away, but no, just yeah, stay be, away. Be, <laughs> be, be I mean, patient. No re- if you don't have to shop, I wouldn't don't be over even here. Be patient yeah. is what I'm telling you. Uh, well, none of us in this room have patience, so I don't see any of us going up yeah, there. That's for sure. <laughs> none of us. So. Aaron, are you done? Oh, yeah. You're done? Yeah. Well, congratulations. I did all mine online. Yay. Digital gift cards. Yeah, remember we talked about that oh, yesterday. That's right. He goes the easy <laughs> he goes, way out. He goes the give up way. No, he does it the easy way. He's like, I'm doing it. I'm done. I don't have to go stay in line. Still people. <laughs> <laughs> Are you done? Uh, I am not. Oh. I am not. I've got a lot done, but I still have. A lot more to do? I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> fun fun shopping wise i'm pretty much wrapped up mm-hmm. i'm okay there mm-hmm. um i don't have anything wrapped or bagged yet i like to use the bags because that's my give up <laughs> because, yeah just put it in there with some tissue paper you're done yeah it, because i when i wrap a present it looks like a three-year-old wrapped it <laughs> so so <laughs> we get the wrapping paper that has the lines that you can cut on straight doesn't do me any good Oh, I've well, done that before. My too. OCD man has to have the lines, and it's got to be. No. He raps better than a woman. Yeah. And, well, then I'm, <laughs> I'm coming to y'all's house tonight. He'll come on over. I'll be baking cookies. <laughs> I'll let him take care of it. Yeah, exactly. Cameron Stewart should be joining us uh, here uh, via the roadway. We may have him. Cameron, you there? Cam. Are you there, Cam? Yeah. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cam has joined the party. I, I Cam, <laughs> I want to know. All I had you... to do was silently agree with Ward's struggles here about wrapping presents. I've been trying to explain that to my future in-laws all weekend, weekend <laughs> the last day and a half here, how I just cannot wrap a present and that they should be thankful for the bags. Yes. There you go. The bags are the way to go. I know that everybody likes Festive to... bags, sure. Yes. Wow. Yeah, they have to be. But I know everybody likes to have a present wrapped they they would rather have it wrapped in the bag but i'm sorry it's not happening for me now i will wrap my son blazes because well you know blaze yeah that's your son i get it he's, and, and, he wants to unwrap it he's and, extra 
And yeah, and I mean that in a good way. He's know. bougie. It's a, yeah, he, it's not a shot exactly. at him. But yeah, he's bougie. Very much. Yes, he's got bouginess all written from head to toe. So I got to wrap his, but everybody else, you get a bag. I'm yeah, done. I get I, it. I'm not doing it. I just I can't. In fact, all my siblings will just wait until we get to my parents' house, right, and then find the bags, put them in, then to give to each other the next day. There you go. Genius. We ain't even, we ain't even buying our own bags. We're, <laughs> we're waiting to get there and freeloading off of their freeload the last year's bags because that's yes what, that's yeah oh what yeah we do save them it's got a different tag on it yeah you just cover up you just cover up the tag and put new names yeah. on uh-huh. it that's uh-huh. that's genius that's what we do as well always that's save funny. the bags because great yeah. minds. you don't have to go back and get another one i've got one drawer you know how everybody in the south has a junk drawer mm-hmm. yeah i also have a bag drawer there you go there you go that's exactly what you do <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that we have I added big, two to it already we have a big <laughs> issue rubber made tub that's full of christmas bags and some of them we've probably used for i don't know 10 15 years 10 years yeah <laughs> <laughs> just keep covering up the tag on it there because i don't have to go buy Scratch another bag. it off yeah yeah yeah, yeah. then you Funness. get always you end up go uh-oh i don't have one to fit this so you have to <laughs> run to wherever you're going to run to and, uh-huh. and find a bag real quick right but yeah i i'm a bag guy i i admit Sounds, it i'm a bad guy <laughs> that's funny. Cam, how Just is people on the show? Yeah. Yes. Cam, how is the uh, weather? Oh, so I am in. I am actually on a detour before heading back home to Boston. I am in the backwoods of South Carolina right now. Uh-huh. We're at this hunting lodge. Yes. And it's it's a little chilly, but it's beautiful. I mean, there's no there's no weather actually going on. It's probably about 45 degrees right now. I am hearing the gunshots of the hunters in the <laughs> oh, background. God. Uh, but no, no wind chill, no, no snow. So I'm loving this right now before I got to go back to Boston in a couple of days and have to suffer through that. Now, is there snow in Boston? Are you going to have a white Christmas? Because if you are, we're coming. You better not come back here. <laughs> Tell your parents we'll be there in a bit. If you're having a white Christmas, you better not come back here because I'm going to be very jealous of you. Well, I got some bad news for you guys. <laughs> what? I, I think I will be coming back. Uh, it doesn't look like snow in the forecast. No. Um, they're actually going to get some rain in, in Charlotte where I'm leaving out of. But it looks like it's going to be clear skies on Monday with a, a high of a crisp 48, which is pretty good for That's them. nice. At least you can have a fire going. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. Oh, be yeah. Nice. Today's high there is 34. So. Nice. Wow. And today's high here is yeah. 75. <laughs> is there anything, mm. and, and we haven't talked any sports yet, I'm sorry, but, you know, it's Christmas. It's Christmas. So is there anything in any four of us mind or on the CNC Collision Center text line, 254-662-1660, is there anything more exciting, and I guess maybe it's because we're from Texas and we don't see it as often, but is there anything more exciting than a white Christmas? No. Not really. I don't think so either. I really don't. And I've only had my entire life two white Christmases. I've had I've had two. three, I think. Wow. Here in Waco? Yeah. Oh. I've had two. I remember one where I couldn't go to my grandparents, so I ended up having Christmas dinner with uh my brother my sister-in-law and her sister they 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 were hosting at their house and they were nice enough mm-hmm. to invite me because i you know got snowed mm-hmm. into waco then the great blizzard of 2021 
Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then there was one more when I was real little. It didn't snow a lot, but it did. But it snowed. But it snowed enough to stay to on the stick. ground. Yeah, nice. for a little yeah. bit. Nice. Just to see it come down, I'm right? sure Cam's Absolutely. had many. It can melt. I just want, yeah. I just I just want, want to see it. Like, Honestly, not that many. Really? I'm shocked. That not, not as many as you might think. No, I, would, I think maybe I would, maybe huh. about the same as you guys. Really? Wow. That Soccer. surprises me. Yeah. That yeah. surprises me. All right. Well, and it's not as exciting as the Boca Raton Bowl, but it was pretty nice. <laughs> How about that last night? 45 to nothing. South oh. Florida knocks out Syracuse last night. Wow. And I I hate to say it's just a it's another example of we have too many bowl games. We do. But it kind of is. We do have too many. And we've got another one coming up tonight, but I mean Cam, I didn't expect Syracuse just to lay an egg last night. Mm. Oh boy, this is that's talk about an athletic department that's real and man. They I mean, are. I think it's more an argument of we need to abolish the ACC in football. I mean, that's that's what it is. That's that's bad, and they're not very good at basketball anymore with Bayheim out the door. They don't do NIL, so I don't think they're getting better anytime soon. I think they think Kyle McCord is their is their Messiah coming in next year because that that's the 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 virus of the ACC. You go six and six. And you're going to get shown up. I mean, Syracuse did it. Georgia Tech's going to do it. BC's going to do it. It happens every year. NC State, when they come back down to earth, will be doing it. Wake Forest will be doing it. it it's it's a it's a bad football conference. And I know that's, you know, not the easiest thing to say or platform for me to stand on when I'm a fan of the Big 12 and the Baylor Bears. But just not uh, not the, the the toast of the conferences for college football. And we got to see that on full display last night. Does it just absolutely show how NIL has changed the game? Because if you're not going to do it, you're going to get left behind, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I yes. think that's exactly it. Yeah. Yes, definitely. It, and it, I think Baylor saw a little bit of that this year. And Syracuse just saw the, the biggest brunt of it right now. You can You can go to a bowl game, but you ain't getting much further than that. And, and look, I mean, if you're going to go to a bowl game, congratulations. That's great. But you got to show up. You you got to be there. You got to yeah. be yeah. somewhat of a competitive football team in the bowl game. Or you just did a disservice because you get beat 45 to nothing. What does that do to your recruiting class coming in the offseason? I think it hurts it, in Big my time. opinion. Big time. Plus – your alumni, think about it. I don't care what college you're at and where well, you're at in the country. they're not writing checks. They're not writing checks. I mean, they're not. I wouldn't. Yeah. But my thing is, is I think there's just way too many bowl games. And so, okay, yeah, you get to a bowl game, right? Let's, you know, whoever Syracuse. But that's just because you were, like, good in your division, in your conference area, if you're east, west, south, north, whatever. But I just think. Sometimes. Yeah. But some, I just there's just too many. When I was growing up, it was Orange Bowl, Sugar Bowl. There was like just your main ones. And now we've got, you know, I don't know, pick your nose bowl. I don't know. You know, it's just ridiculous. It, well, the thing is, you give the opportunity for more athletes to compete in a postseason activity. I compare it a little bit to the Texas high school football playoffs, which I love. Mm -hmm. And I love bowl season. I do think there's too many. But I also think that with four teams out of every district, 
in Texas high school football, maybe, sometimes maybe that's a little too much because that one against four in Bind District usually doesn't work out very well for number four. Exactly. I, I think there's too many teams. A lot of running clocks in those games. Yes. Exactly. Exactly right, Cam. And I think yeah. that that's, you know, I, in, in my opinion, get off my lawn, kid. Mm-hmm. I think there's too many coming out of Texas high school football. Now, do I think that only the district champions, what it used to be, should be the ones in the, in the playoffs? No. I, I don't think that's enough. But four, maybe we stretched it a little bit. Maybe. I don't know. I can I, agree I, with I that. I could be 100% yeah. wrong. I can agree with that. I can agree with you on that. And, and it does. I mean, to the point of, like, this Syracuse bowl game, I mean, at, this, at some point when there's this many bowl games, for those teams, when is it not worth it? When is it not worth doing? I mean, a month of practice is is always great for coaches. Right? Sure. They love that. Or in Absolutely. this case, three weeks of practice. But but you, you've got to pay to get down there. I mean, in some cases, you're playing the 26th. You're spending your Christmas in, in Shreveport or, or, or Charlotte or something like that. And, and to your point earlier, now we've got the portal and the early signing day, which is like whatever, the day before Syracuse plays this bowl game. And with how much kids are flip-flopping now – you don't think, I mean, that kid who's getting calls from other coaches for two or three straight weeks straight sees his team that he's committed to lose 45 nothing. You don't think he's d- double-thinking that a little bit? Of course I, he is. Second-guessing it? I, of course. He's I mean, ready to jump ship. He's ready to go somewhere else. No doubt. Yeah. Absolutely no doubt. And so now, I guess more than ever, is is maybe the time that we, we can't have this many watered-down bowl games. Well, mm. if, if you're going to have all these bowl games— and again, I know that this makes no sense to anybody but me, but the college football playoffs need to be expanded. And if you expand the college football playoffs to include some of these bowl games, maybe they're a little more competitive. Maybe they're a little bit better bowl games because they mean something. Maybe you have more rear ends in the stands because right. they well, mean a little bit more. But hmm. even without that, like ESPN loves them because well, people that, watch yeah, them. It's, they, you it's can, content. But, but except for maybe one or two a year that are just really terrible matchups at really terrible times. You know, if you get oh, a, ESPN doesn't care if it's a right, bad matchup right. or not. But if it, it's programming, all mm-hmm. of them are still getting a million viewers at least, and some of them a lot more than that. Mm-hmm. And if you can hit that threshold, actually, you don't even have to hit that. For it to be worth it for ESPN, no, but when and you're hitting not, that, they're not going to change super because of happy. that. Yes. Yeah, they're not well, going to change because of that. You're 100 right. Exactly, but remember too, it's the advertisers that are paying as well. So I mean, if they're getting a little viewers and they're getting the money in for the commercial breaks. They they're happy. The they is. don't care what the score is. Only but only the we fans care. care what the only score we is. Only care yeah. what the score is. As about saying, the advertisers only care like how many eyeballs I get. Well, and then depending on the product, what what the age and and, mm-hmm. and who's watching you know exactly right. especially with sports right. they right. they want you know the uh young people 18 to 34 to watch because advertisers covet that age range because they spend the most money discretionary they don't have the most discretionary income but but they're know, watching they, i mean like right. coke like coca-cola for sure. example they have Coke Zero has a commercial i don't know if y'all have seen it mm-hmm. it's in it's on every sports channel it's on every major channel um, mainstream and it's always during a football game or a basketball game and right. it's a hilarious 
commercial. Mm-hmm. And so that's an example of Dr. They don't, Pepper, the college football player. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. So coming up tonight, yep, Georgia yep. Tech and UCF. That has kicks off at five thirty on ESPN. Coming up next, Bryce Cherry from the Waco Trib. He'll join us. We'll talk about the year in sports around Central Texas. That's coming up next on the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor Big 12 Women's Basketball on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women opening Big 12 play Saturday, December 30th in Austin against Texas. 12.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 1 p.m. tip-off. Follow the Bears through the Big 12 Conference with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman here on the flagship station for Baylor women's basketball. ESPN Central Texas. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham. Cunningham Realtor with Colwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. Oh, Richard Carr, Buick, GMC, how lovely are your SUVs? Oh, Richard Carr, Buick, GMC, I love the trucks you have for me. Strong and tough with luxury, room for all my family. Oh, Richard Carr, Buick, GMC, you are the dealership for me. Tis the season to give and it's okay to get. Get holiday gift cards from La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina. Purchase $50 in gift cards and get $10 free for yourself or for someone else. And don't forget La Fiesta can cater your holiday party. Order online at LaFiesta.com or stop on in at La Fiesta located off Franklin Avenue in Waco. Merry Christmas from your friends at La Fiesta. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. Happening now, free lab-grown diamond earrings up to 4 karat total weight, free at DMRA Fine Jewelers. Spend $6.99 or more and get half carat to 4 karat lab-grown diamond stud earrings for free. 0% financing on-site master jewelers and up to 60% off Christmas specials. That's 0% financing on-site master jewelers and up to 60% off Christmas specials. You always receive more when you choose Diamore Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. See store for details. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at myatfuels.net. That's myatfuels.net. 
Hey, neighbor, I saw your license plate. Welcome to Texas. Thanks. I'm going to need a bigger mower for this lawn. Seems like everything's bigger here. <laughs> it sure is. And we're saving up for a big pool. Well, then you're going to need a high-yield CD from EECU. They have a 5.5% APY on a nine-month CD. 5.5%? That is big. Yep, we've done our banking with EECU for years, and we opened a CD just last week. It was fast and easy to open online. Just call 800-333-9934 or go to eecu.org slash high-yield and open your CD in under five minutes. Wow. What'd you call them? EECU? <laughs> That's right. They've been helping Texans grow their savings for over 85 years. You can't go wrong with EECU and a 5.5% APY, but hurry, go to eecu.org slash high-yield today because it's a limited-time offer. Thanks for the tip. Hey, uh, you don't know any good fishing spots, do you? Federally insured by NCUA. APY is annual percentage yield. $2,500 minimum deposit required from an external source. Membership requirements apply. For additional terms and conditions, call 800-333-9934. On the road with Mr. Rhodes. Hey, here's a shocker. Cars are bigger than people. So if you're behind the wheel, be careful. Those crosswalk stripes, yeah, they aren't left over from National Paint of Street like a zebra day. They mean you need to stop for people in crosswalks and yield the right of way when turning at intersections. And no looking at phones, photos, texts, emails, or holding your jeans or where that nickel fell. Oh, and please, slow down. Sound advice. Mixed in with professional sound effects. Be safe, drive smart. A message from TechStop. And welcome back to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas, here on this fabulous Football Friday. Join us now from the Waco Trib, Mr. Bryce Cherry. Bryce, how you doing? Appreciate your time today. Yeah, no problem. Uh, glad to be on. Bryce, what, as we bring 2023 to a close, and we've got the Texas High School Football Championships behind us, we've got last year's basketball behind us, softball, baseball for 2023. All the champions in 2023 have been crowned. What was the biggest moment in Central Texas sports that you saw? Oh, wow, great question. Uh, I mean, I, it's hard to single out one. Um, I will. So you mentioned uh, the football state championships are over. Uh, we had a rare year, I think maybe the second in the last, about 25 seasons where Central Texas did not win a state football championship, not the, the teams in our general coverage area. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was, you know, a little different. Uh, obviously, we had a couple that got there and had their shot but ran into pretty good teams. But uh, I would say two teams kind of jumped to mind uh, from a high school perspective, and that's the La Vega girls basketball team mm-hmm. and the and the China spring baseball team, um, both, you know, incredible seasons, La Vega after, you know, a couple of seasons of, uh, getting to the regional tournament, falling short to Harden Jefferson, you know, they, they finally cleared that hump. They get to state, they finish it off with the state championship, the second one in program history. And, and they were just dominant, uh, throughout the year. I mean, uh, just, killing teams with that that full court press Mm -hmm. Uh, you know it was it was something to behold and then uh you know the the cardiac cougars over at china spring i mean what can you say about those guys uh won a couple of what was it 11 inning games at state tournament i mean yeah two straight i mean uh just 
it, what a run they had. And it was such a cool story with Corey Beckham, you know, coming back to China Spring, place he grew up, place he had won a state championship as a player. Um, obviously, he had had such success coaching at other places in Central Texas, Conley, West, Lake Felton comes back to his alma mater and, um, you know, gets a chance to lead that, that team that, that he loves so much. And, and they finished it off with uh, just a really incredible state championship. So uh, those, those were the two that really jumped out. I mean, Baylor had some, some great moments throughout the, the year, but, um, but I think uh, those two high school teams really kind of are, are the ones that I'll remember most from 2023. Bryce Cherry, Waco Trib, with us here on the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. All right, Bryce, you cover everything from top to bottom. The biggest sports story in 2023 for Bryce Cherry. Mm. Wow, are we talking like national too? Or? Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Just really, you look back at and go, "Wow, that was that was unexpected. That was a big moment, and I think it will ring on." God, it's probably gonna just ache my soul to say this. <laughs> I know, I know. It's coming. Yes, <laughs> please just say it. I'm marking it. <laughs> I mean, kidding, obviously, obviously the Rangers winning was a big deal. Yeah. I mean, you know, I get that. I get that. It's not easy for me to swallow. No, but, it's not. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I didn't mean to put that bad taste in your mouth, but no, I, I no. thought that that probably was going to be the direction you went and very hesitant to go that direction. <laughs> yeah, well, and uh, here's what I'll say about that. Um, I, first of all, uh, I mean, I, you know, whatever your allegiance is, uh, you, you just have to be amazed by the fact that the dude's never lost a playoff game on the road. It's just amazing. Yeah, I mean, that's just uh, – I mean, we hear things like it'll never be done before. That that shouldn't ever be done again. You know, I mean, uh, that, that was just, you know, incredible. Um, and so, and then the other thing, you know, I wrote a couple of columns during, uh, the, the regular season where I was talking about the Astros Rangers rivalry. And one mm-hmm. of the things I said was, um, look, it, it won't really be a rivalry like on the next level until, they meet in the playoffs, and um, and it's competitive because there was uh, a silver boot series there late in the season where the Astros just ran over the Rangers. Right. I mean, it was like you know just lopsided score after lopsided score, and and that was when I wrote that second column, and I was like, you know. Um, and ultimately, that happened. They meet in the ALCS. They play a seven-game series. It did not go the way I wanted it to go. But, <laughs> but obviously, it was uh, an incredible series. And I think, um, you know, in my mind, it was really the World Series. You know, right. Because I felt like uh, after that, the Rangers, you know, they were going to run, run over the Diamondbacks. So, um, yeah, I mean, give it up for them. Uh, I'm sure 2024 they will go back to uh, irrelevance, like they, you know, like they belong. <laughs> <laughs> 
Bryce Cherry with us from the Waco Trib on the press box here on ESPN Central Texas. No hard feelings toward the Rangers whatsoever. <laughs> when you, when you look at, when you look at where the NFL is right now, and the Dallas Cowboys laying an egg last week, I know you keep up with them as well. This team cannot be night and day more at home or on the road. In your opinion, what causes that, Bryce? Uh, NFL is crazy because, um, you know, for every team out there, there's, there's always these ups and downs, these lulls. Very few teams, you know, go 14 and 2, or I guess now with 17 game schedule, 15 and 2. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they, it's hard to just buzz through a season. I mean, for a good portion of the the year, the Eagles looked like you know the the be all end all of NFL teams. You know, and now everybody's like, oh, you know, what what's wrong with the Eagles? Well, you know, they can't get anything done now. I mean. Uh, so <laughs> Dallas has talent, um, but do they have that, that it factor, that, uh, that sort of, um, they don't have the consistency, mm-hmm. I mean, that you need, uh, to, you know, to go out and, um, I think win a Super Bowl championship to me right now, the 49ers look like the team to beat. Um, I agree. But, you know, even that, uh, you know, it's not a given. It's the NFL. So, um, I mean, all that to say, it's, it's hard to put a finger on, you know, why the Cowboys are up and they're down, except just the fact of the NFLness of it all. <laughs> you know, the mm-hmm. fact that uh, everybody kind of comes back to the mean, comes back to the the average, and and you know, you're up you're up two or three weeks and then, you know, you get your, your uh, lunch pail handed to you. And I think it's a long season. There are injuries. I mean, you know, um, they, they extended the season by a game. So now, you know, uh, there are even more injuries. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a tough sport and um, it's hard to sustain over the course of, you know, 17 weeks. Bryce Cherry, Waco Trib, with us here in the press box on ESPN Central Texas. Let's talk a little college football. His signing day just came back, uh, and it's the first signing day of two signing days, but it's really nowadays the only signing day that really matters. And for the Baylor Bears, it it was not the most exciting day on signing day last uh, a few days ago. Certainly not by the rankings standpoint, but I mean, I, I'll stick by a comment I've made many, many times, which is uh, rankings don't matter on recruiting until. I couldn't agree with you more. Until you look back five years later, okay, that's when they matter. Is let me, let me see. Uh, Texas football would always do a um, a ranking of. The, the class from five years ago, and let's go back and re-rank all these classes and see how these guys really turned out. And it never, never equated the original ranking. Uh, and so, I mean, does that mean that uh, four stars never, uh, you know, turn out to be great players? Obviously not. I mean, uh, you, you, you certainly want the, the you know, the – the best players that you can get, but 
yes, you're right that on paper it doesn't look like much of a, an exciting class for for Dave Aranda, but let's let's see how it turns out. I mean, that's that's what I would say is, um, I mean, Baylor has generally had a history of not getting a lot of, you know, five, four, uh, certainly not five-star, but like four-star guys. They, they typically get three-star recruits and try to develop them into players. I mean, guys like J.T. Woods and Jalen Petrie were those kind of uh, guys, Terrell Bernard. I mean, people that are in the NFL now, but uh, they they did not come in with those kind of accolades. So, um, I mean, that would be my one comment. Uh, and so I never really paid that much attention to the recruiting rankings because, you know, they are what they are. And I think they're always a little skewed to um, the Alabamas and Georgias of the world just because those kids signed with Alabama and Georgia, you know, <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I don't know that I'm sure there's those guys that are putting those rankings together, really look at it and hustle and work like the rest of us. But I mean, it's still a guess at the end of the day. And, and that's exactly right. I mean, just because you have stars by your name, it, it really doesn't mean that you're going to go into college football and be able to carry that over into the college game. I want to know what you can do once you get on campus. I don't care what you did before you got on campus. I want to know what you can do when you get on campus because that's all that really matters, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and and maybe not even on campus your first year. I mean, you know, the, the old model is get them here, um, you know, maybe give them a year to kind of acclimate and, sure. and put a little – put a little weight on and and learn how everything is done and then you know after a year that's when you know you're you're starting to see them on the field now a lot i know a lot of guys now especially those those top prospects central texas has a few of them uh who plan to graduate early december and i mean they're basically done now for with their high school careers and uh, and will enroll in January at their new schools and go through spring drills, and they want to be on the field right away and get that clock started. And uh, more power to them if you can do that. I mean, that's great. But a lot of guys still need that transition, you know. And the other thing that has completely changed recruiting, and I've talked to uh, people like, so, you know, Ty Brown at Midway is a guy that I think um, could play at the Division One level, and yet he's still waiting to sign probably until that second signing day in February, and I think he's hurt a little bit by the transfer portal because nowadays, you know, will a, will a school uh, gamble on a guy that might be good that's a high school kid or will they say, oh, let's take the sure thing who we've seen, you know, play at this other university and, and put up all these other stats and, and take that guy out of the transfer portal. I mean, so it has it has absolutely changed recruiting for a lot of high school players because uh, there's so much movement in college football. It's, it's basically free agency. Rice, we're talking about Baylor's 2024 class. One person who didn't. And you mentioned it in a text. I'm glad you did. I retweeted it because I was honestly going to 
tweet something similar. Uh, Coach Dave Aranda didn't do a press conference or any, you know, uh, after the class was signed and kind of in the bag, so to speak. And I don't think that's a good look. And I don't think that that's a good idea to not have your coach talk about your signing class on signing day. And obviously I think you agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I, I got called out by, uh, I'm sure some of them were just Ranger fans who are still pissed at me. But <laughs> <laughs> people that were like, oh, such sour grapes, you know, you know, oh, I'm, you know, no. I, whatever. But uh, here's the thing. I wouldn't have even been there. I was in New York City. I wouldn't have been at the signing day, but I still wanted them to have one because, uh, well, hey, I would have sent my beat writer to that. But uh, at the same time, I mean, I just feel like it's, it's a big day in college football. And, uh, oh, by the way, every other Baylor coach who preceded Dave Aranda had one on signing day. It's not like this is a weird ask, you know, to have the coach come up there. And there were other people that said, uh, you know, what are they, they going to say? You know, well, okay, yeah, they're going to say, yeah, we love these guys, and but let us still have a chance to ask about them, you know. Um, if people want to know about these recruits, let us let us have a chance to, to ask and, and, you know, find out more about them and, and tell you those stories, uh, you know, if we're following the team. But I know Dave Aranda is not a big press conference guy, and so he has not done one each of the last three signing days, at least. I think there was one maybe that that first year, if I recall. But, uh, you know, that, that was my gripe. Uh, you're right. I, you know, but at the same time, I wanted to kind of send a message a little bit because I did give Baylor a chance to, uh, you know, to try to make it right. <laughs> I, asked, <laughs> I asked weeks ago, are they going to have one? You know, right. Uh, We'll we'll see, you know, we'll try to make it happen. Well, no, it didn't happen. So, anyway. Bryce Cherry, Waco Trib, with us here on the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. And, Bryce, we're getting down to the end of the Ferrell Center and opening up the new Foster Pavilion. Is that exciting and sad at the same moment? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh you know, we did a big story. I had John Werner, uh, you know, dust off his notebook and uh, <laughs> tell, tell some of the, the stories on uh, the Farrell Center, the best 20 games, you know. Uh, and, and that was fun to kind of look back at a lot of the, the great memories, both men's basketball and women's basketball. There's just been some, some huge ones. And obviously even a lot that, you know, John didn't have in the story. Um, one I'll never forget that did not go Baylor's way, but it was a women's game. You remember Southwest Missouri State when they had Jackie Styles? Mm-hmm. Uh, she was just like a scoring machine. Well, she came in here to the Farrell Center and hit for like 50-something points, including like a 35-foot shot at the buzzer to win the game. I mean, I'll never forget that. That was incredible. Uh, but yeah, so the Ferrell Center has been uh, the home to a lot of good and, of course, you know, some bad games for Baylor, but probably way more good, especially in the 21st century. Um, you know, as uh, Scott Drew and Kim Mulkey presided over, you know, championship caliber teams. Um, and then, you know, you mentioned the Foster. I was able to go earlier this week on the media tour and, and get a glimpse of, uh, you know, the new arena. Uh, I had two overwhelming impressions. One, 
it's going to be really nice. I mean, I think uh, there's not a bad seat in there. Um, I think it, you know, it should set up to be a pretty loud arena. Um, you know, all of that, and I think there'll be a lot of high tech uh, things, including things that they didn't really have finished. And that's my second point: is uh, yeah, it's going to be nice. Is it going to be finished? <laughs> <laughs> when I drive by, I ask the same question, and people kind of look at me like. What are you talking about? I said, well, they're still scaffolding. We're going to be playing basketball here in the next couple of weeks. I mean, they say they are. And uh, we asked about, do you have a contingency plan? You know, and, <laughs> and, and they're like, we're confident we're going to be playing in there. Obviously, we have the Feral Center if, you know, if things, you know, go another direction. But we're confident we're going to be playing. And, I mean, the arena part itself. The court, the, the the stands, and all of that uh, looks to be, I would say, pretty much fixed. There are other areas as I walked through that I was like, "Wow, they still have a lot to do." You know? <laughs> um, and there's a lobby area where they expect five thousand fans to enter. Uh, there's a different entrance for the students, uh, and that lobby at the time didn't really have like finished flooring. I mean, it was more concrete, uh, but you know, I, I guess we'll, we'll see. I mean, they, they set up these dates for a reason. Um, and I suspect there may be some guys, you know, in the construction business working on Christmas, but, but <laughs> you know, I mean, they'll be hustling to get it done, but, uh, they still have a few days, so we'll see. Bryce Cherry, Waco Trib, with us here in the press box on ESPN Central Texas. Hey, Bryce, I really do appreciate you jumping on with us and talking about the uh, past year and things coming up. And I wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas, and we we'll hope to talk to you soon. Oh, awesome, guys. Y'all have a Merry one, too, Merry and uh, appreciate the time. There he goes, Bryce Cherry, Waco Trib, right here on the press box on ESPN Central Texas. Covers it all. And I didn't really mean to get a dig in. But I got to dig in. Oh, you know, hey, we had to ask. It was the biggest sports story in Texas. <laughs> it was, I, but you could tell. Oh, I know. <laughs> that was a thorn in his side. Yeah. Which I get it. Well, and you know, that's he even He's mentioned a, it. We were talking for anybody that doesn't know. Bryce is a huge huge Astros fan. Yeah, he's a City of Houston fan. He's Rockets, Astros, Oilers fan. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that 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 can be pretty brutal at times. Not so the last couple of years for the Astros, but yeah, I, I uh, and you know, I, I didn't know that was happening. Like the tweet about Baylor not having a press conference on signing day, which mm-hmm. I think is, I think he used the right word. I think it is ridiculous, but um, you know, people are still accusing him of bad faith, you know, for anything now because they know he doesn't like the Rangers, which is really unfair. So uh, he, he doesn't like the Rangers. But he's a that's fair because, guy. That's I don't like he, the Astros, but I, I, you know, I compliment them all the time. Well, I mean, you know, I, he, I don't he lie about him. Absolutely understands. He doesn't either. About he them. understands. You know, you don't have to be a fan of somebody to understand. Hey, that is the biggest thing that happened, at least in the sports world, in my opinion, in 2023. Because one, the Rangers were not supposed to be there. That was. A year, maybe two years early. Two, nobody goes on the road and gets undefeated in the playoffs. No, that's 
You're right. That that record Nobody will never be broken. No. It, be it, broken. Don't expect them to do it again next year because it, it's not happening. And it was one of those things where people were kind of keeping up with it, but nobody really, really made a point of it until after it happened. They were like, oh, wait a minute. They won how many straight on the road? Ten to straight. Win? Yeah, just unbelievable. unbelievable. All right. Well, she's back. Go Cowboys! This is Dallas Cowboys football 2023. Second and goal. Snap to Prescott. Only heard here. Looks left. Slant. Gallup. All season. Touchdown. That was right now. Sunday afternoon. It's your Cowboys and the Miami Dolphins. Live from Hard Rock Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Dolphins. Sunday starting with the pregame at 2 here on ESPN Central Texas. At CMC Auto Group, we don't have a popcorn machine in the lobby or any other crazy gimmick to get you in the door. I'm Justin Kramer. When you walk in, you will be greeted by me or Julio. We have been selling quality, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs for the last 20 years by offering upfront best cash price to save you time and money. At CMC Auto Group, I want to invite you to come by Highway 6 and Imperial, shake my hand, and see what makes us different. All Around Maintenance is your complete janitorial and construction cleanup service. Whether you're looking for someone to clean your business or you need quick cleanup after a big construction, All Around Maintenance handles the nitty-gritty. We're Real Central Texans, working with your schedule to satisfy your needs since 1996. We'll leave your office, school, restaurant, industrial facility, house of worship, or apartment complex spotless at an honest rate. Visit us today at allaroundmaintenance.net. That's allaroundmaintenance.net. Let us do the dirty work. Mosby's Land Management is a family-owned business that's been serving the Central Texas area for over 20 years. We're an all-inclusive land management company that provides services such as tree trimming and removal, stump grinding, land cleaning and clearing, mulching services, demolition, cleanup, haul-off, culvert installation. Give a local Central Texas company an opportunity to work for you on your farm, ranch, personal property. Give me, Mosby, a call, 254-749-1648, or check us out on Facebook. I'll treat your place like it's my own. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. 1424 Bistro, located in downtown Waco, has been serving Central Texas for over 20 years. 1424 Bistro, the restaurant that helped create the fine dining experience Waco is best known for. 1424 Bistro provides a unique and fine dining experience so many Wacoans have known and loved for many, many years. 1424 Bistro is dedicated to providing exquisite dishes that are fresh, hearty, and simply unforgettable. Waco's home for good food, wine, and conversation. From fresh seafood, steaks, lamb, to chicken piccata, and of course, let's not forget about some of their incredible appetizers like flaming cheese and calamari, and finish off with their white chocolate bread pudding or creme brulee. Come enjoy dinner at 1424 Bistro in downtown Waco on 1424 Washington Avenue. Come enjoy tonight. Road trip! Take a road trip to Genco. Skip your car payments for 70 days. Refi your vehicle. Drop your rate. 
Rates as low as 5.69% APR for 48 months. Apply online for an additional discount of 0.15% off your loan. Genco is extending its auto refi road trip to December 30th. Last chance of the year to get your best rate ever. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. For more information, go to GencoSCU.org, member NCUA. Genco! the globe to bring you the constant variety of sport, the thrill of victory, and the agony of defeat. The human drama of athletic competition. It's time for Stephanie Sports Talk, sponsored by Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair, Epperson Tractor, Lafayette Restaurant and Cantina, King Ranch Turfgrass, Mosby's Land Management, Myatt Fuels, and now, here's Stephanie. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Yeah, she's back in here. I'm here, and uh, boy, do I have a special treat for you. Oh, that always scares me when you say that. Jeez, thanks, Ward. Well, well I mean, you never know. Well, I have on the phone, waiting to interview, is Mr. Dennis Christmas. Dennis Christmas. We had him on last year. We He's did. A, we Yeah, so he is back on. I thought we'd check in with them and see how things are at the north pole so hey dennis are you there oh yeah i'm here for sure are you freezing at the north pole well not too bad day's kind of warm in fact we were at uh seven below zero i mean you know it's not it's not that texas weather but it's for here it's pretty good got a little sun out today oh we got some sun too and like we're in shorts so there you go oh. Well, that's our weather up here. In fact, I got my flip-flops on today. <laughs> so uh, so how how's it gone this year? How are the reindeer? Anything you want to yeah. tell us? I mean, are they yeah. in good health? Oh, well, of course. We, we keep them in good shape. You know, they we feed them well, and uh, they're, they're, they're good. I mean, we've, you know, uh, everybody knows about them. They know their names. But uh, they were actually in the uh, reindeer Olympics this year. Oh, yeah. Who yeah, won? Here, What'd yeah. they do? <laughs> well, you know, it was, of course they race, and uh, I really put my money on Blitzen. You know, I thought, well, he'll come right out, but he was just kind of a dud. He burst with energy and didn't get very far. And then I, you know, I, I thought maybe Comet would be the one, but uh, basically Comet fizzled. But you know, the one that really surprised me this year had some good, didn't have money on it, should have, was Dasher. Dasher just kept on going. I thought, <laughs> but, but I mean, he went all the way out. And Dancer just kind of did her little thing. She goes around dancing, prancing, and Prancer, that's all she did. She just, you know, stood around and uh, pranced around, looked kind of. But that's kind of how the Olympics went. And of course, that's you cool. know, we've had some trouble this year uh, at Vixen. You know, this is keeps adding gossip and get, get things going. <laughs> I mean, uh, I think that's why we called her Vixen, because she is she can't keep her mouth closed. But I think we've got them all in line now for, for Christmas Eve. I, I think they're going to be okay. That's awesome. What is a reindeer's favorite treat? Treat. Well, there you go. Uh, you know, they all have a little thing, but, you know, most of them, I think they like those candy canes, you know, the real red and white stuff going down. They kind of, they like those. Not too many people think of that, but they, they like those candy canes, best of all. So I guess people should be leaving out candy canes for them this year instead of carrots, which I told yeah. the guys yesterday, nobody believed me. So 
Mr. Christmas has just confirmed it. There you so go. There you go. How um so how are the elves? I mean, I know that he has Santa has certain elves, but um how many is there actually? Well, you know, there's there's all kinds of uh, tales going around over the years. How many elves? Oh, cute little things, you know. They got those little pointed ears and <laughs> little hats, and you know, a little short. They're hard to find because they're so short. But uh, and of course, I shouldn't say that. I guess they're vertically challenged. But um, you know, I don't know. What the, I I don't know. I, and I sometimes don't know if they're boys or girls. You know, of course, we can't talk about that either. But uh, <laughs> anyway, we we we're probably. Uh, we probably people think it's only about eight or nine, but we actually about a hundred and ten thousand, and we have to, you know, wow. keep that number. They got the little green clothing and and uh, all that, but you know, with much work as they, I mean, you're talking a lot of toys and a lot of wrapping. So, about a hundred ten thousand is what we keep going. Wow, that's cool. Um, so when does Santa actually load up and leave the North Pole? Okay, well, traditionally, traditionally. we try to get him out of here at eleven a.m. England time, of course. Uh, sometimes he's had a little too much the night before and it takes a little longer to get him up, but uh, that's historically <laughs> about 11 a.m. And then, uh, you know, his first stop, he goes south. He goes all the way around and starts down south and down there to at the South Pole. And then he kind of works his way north. He goes over to New Zealand, Australia. You know, sometimes he gets mixed up. He, he, he looks at those reindeer and the kangaroo, doesn't know which ones. He always thinks about a kangaroo, but uh, you know, they're not, they jump too much. But anyway, then he goes on to that Pacific realm, up through the rim over there, Japan and all those people eating noodles and rice. And and then uh, <laughs> then he goes up to, you know, over to Africa, uh, up to Western Europe, Canada, United States, Mexico and Central America, and then ends up down in South America. And uh, that's kind of his route the last few years. Wow. he's He's moving quickly. He is moving oh, yeah. quickly. Yeah. So, um, well, you got. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, you got Rudolph out there. You know, Rudolph. We don't talk much till we till we need it, till we need his nose. But uh, <laughs> you know, last last several years he shines bright, and so we get him get him going. We make a little speed. That's awesome. Well, we won't keep you long because I know you're busy. But who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? <laughs> well, there you go. Well, let's, let's talk about that for a minute, all right? Okay. But, uh, let's bring some sports you know, into this. Yeah. Well, Cowboys. Mm, no, no, we're not gonna make it. But you know, okay. they've been trying, but they just don't have the horsepower to go. But uh, I think it's going to be that team in red, red and gold, and uh, it's out there in the Forty ers out there in that that weird country. But you know, they definitely. <laughs> They got a quarterback there, that young guy, that, that brought Purdy. I, I think he's the real thing. So I think it's going to be 49ers. Well, I guess we'll have to take bets on it, Ward, but possibly so. I can't disagree. Yeah. Right? They're the hot team right now. Right. They I, are. They it's are. going to be close, but, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you taking the time from uh, your work with Santa Claus. And as always, Dennis Christmas, we love talking to you. And, uh have a good 2024, and we'll talk to you again next year. Oh, well, I'll look forward to it. Sure will. All right. I'll Tell Santa care. I said hi. Make sure I'm on the nice list. That's never going to happen. Uh, <laughs> we're looking at that list right now. So, uh, it's a little. Not seeing it. I'll, keep, I'll, I'll try to get a word, but okay. might not make it. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Mr. Christmas. <laughs> Dennis Christmas here on Stephanie Sports Talk. Always good to catch up with him each and every year.
It's minus seven. Minus seven. Can you imagine? Now that is a white Christmas. That was a little more upbeat and Christmas-like than yesterday when you were accusing Santa of yeah, an alcohol even, problem. Well, Mr. Yeah, Christmas did say there. something, you know. No, he did not. He drank the night before. Well, he could be. we got to make sure he's up and moving. You need to stop that. You okay, stop I did that not right say now. that Santa was a drunk. I just said he <laughs> likes beer and whiskey. No, you don't know. He likes milk and cookies. He also likes beer and whiskey. No, he doesn't. But I was right about the candy canes. Rudolph. See, I'm going to have to go get some candy canes tonight. I know you're going to have to put them out. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to put them out. Put them on the roof? <laughs> Ooh. No, you might fall off the roof. Don't do that. I'm not going to fall off the roof. You might. Don't get on the roof. How old do you think I am? 22. Okay. <laughs> I think I can get on a roof safely. Put a candy cane saying. out. You're supposed to leave it with the... Why are you saying wow? You're supposed you just to say leave 22? It- I was, you know, I know, no, I'm I was kidding. sucking I'm up kidding. is what I was kidding. doing. <laughs> wow. Sucking up to the boss man. I don't know, but I was right about the candy canes. You were right about those. Mm-hmm. That's that's good news It would for be me. really cool, listen, if we could have a reindeer here next year. Well, you know, we've been trying to get a camel here. <laughs> we have to go to the camels. Years. I know, There are I know. camels in Central Texas. You've been invited to race, ride them. I know, we need to go. I, I keep... I know, I know. You, it is on my on bucket list next year. It's on you. Okay, it's on me. But we if need we a can get a reindeer here, I mean, we've got a we've got a fence back here. I that, okay, I'm going to work on that for next year. Maybe we can get Dennis Christmas to come down here with the reindeer. How great would that be? That would be so fun. Just to have a reindeer in the back. I wonder if there's anywhere. Maybe somebody on the CNC Collision Tech Center uh, text line can tell us. Is there anywhere that you can? I'm because sure you can years ago, one. years ago, I remember being a kid and being able to go see live reindeer, but I don't remember where it was. I couldn't tell you I know. to this day, but I wonder if there's anywhere that you can go see live reindeer right now. I know there used to be a place up in Dallas, you know, in the Fort Worth area that you could go to. And I do know that my parents just came back from uh, Bryan College Station to the light show, mm-hmm. and they have Santa there and some reindeer there, too, that you can There pet. is reindeer in Bryan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is that Besides that big one that's show. on that high, on the highway that's off to the right where you see Santa's workshop and all yeah, that? Yeah, it's, like, huge. Like it's you, huge. You drive, you get on a hayride and go through it. Yeah, they sent me pictures. I was like, oh. So there is reindeer there. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Oh, I'll be darned. So, road trip. Yeah. Road trip. But anyways, and we may be behind the eight ball on that for this year. Okay, well, we're always behind the eight ball. <laughs> because we're we're kind of like we're at the moment. Yeah. I wonder if Cam sees reindeer on a regular basis at home. Cam, you know I. I'm hearing the way you guys are talking about this, like I live in the North Pole. (laughs) Well, you're closer to it than we are. You know, it's funny that I I can count on one hand how many times I've seen a reindeer in my life. Texans (laughs) think of the North the way Northerners think of Texas. Like, I know a lot of people that come from the North that everybody's riding a horse. Yeah, expect to see everybody in cowboy boots and a cowboy hat. Well, yeah, guys, you don't even know. I, I have been living in Texas for over eight years now. 
And yet, when I go home for the Christmas Eve party, they will ask. They will ask how many guns I shot this year, how many how many more boots I have, or ca- cowboy hats that I have. And now, granted, I will have done all of those things, but it doesn't make it right. Okay, <laughs> it doesn't make it okay for you to ask me that every year. No, they stereotype like, us. <laughs> they stereotype us. Oh know? yeah, big time. They're like. They're like, you don't, you don't say, you don't, I do say y'all, but they're like, you don't talk with an accent. And I'm like, well, no, you, you'll remember as someone who's known me since remember? my birth, I lived there for 18 years. Um, but sometimes they just conveniently don't remember. Uh, I can see some like caribou up in, up in Maine, Damn, which okay. is a great state. If you've never been, that's kind uh, of the you, same you gotta thing. You got to go a little bit more Northern than me. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much same thing. Why don't you bring one back with you? No. How is he going to do that? No, Load up like, a trailer. Just yeah, get a trailer. We're going to leave it at your house. Yeah, we got the land. You know that's that second carry on. It's a little expensive. <laughs> or that second check bag is a little expensive, Stephanie. I don't know. Uh, you make the big bucks <laughs> around here. <laughs> Cameron Stewart with us yeah. here on the press box on ESPN Central Texas. Thanks, Steph. Appreciate thank the you. Time. Merry, Christmas Merry Christmas to you guys. Yep. Thank you very much. We'll uh, see Merry Steph coming Steph. back on Tuesday as we will have Monday off for Christmas Day. But we'll be back here with you on Tuesday. And I just can't wait to see what happens on Tuesday on Stephanie Sports Talk. Should be a whole lot of fun. Stay right there. Cameron and I are going to talk a little NFL as Thursday night football took place last night. That's coming yeah. up next on the Press Box. Scott Drew and the Bears on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears play their final game in the Farrell Center this Friday, hosting Mississippi Valley State. 5.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 6 p.m. tip-off Friday. Baylor Bear Basketball with Pat and John all season long. Here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. Thank you for a record-setting November and make a JTC your number one full-service Chevrolet store. With all of our new inventory, it's starting to look a little like Christmas. At Jim Turner Chevrolet, we also have the largest selection of certified pre-owned and in need for more. So before you spend too much, give us the opportunity to earn your business. Give us a call, 840-3261. And remember, folks, we're only a heartbeat away in McGregor. We'll treat you like family. Find new roads. Mosby's Land Management is a family-owned business that's been serving the Central Texas area for over 20 years. We're an all-inclusive land management company that provides services such as tree trimming and removal, stump grinding, land cleaning and clearing, mulching services, demolition, cleanup, haul-off, culvert installation. Give a local Central Texas company an opportunity to work for you on your farm, ranch, personal property. Give me, Mosby, a call, 254-749-1648, or check us out on Facebook. I'll treat your place like it's my own. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at myatfuels.net. That's myatfuels.net. The source for Baylor Athletic. News and information, ESPN Central Texas. They know steak at Logan's Roadhouse. Everyone will find an entree that they love at Logan's Roadhouse, including wood grill steaks, fall off the bone ribs, 
pork chops, burgers, sandwiches, soups and salads, salmon and shrimp, and those famous made-from-scratch yeast rolls. Dine in the casual dining room or in the bar, where you can also enjoy a signature cocktail or ice-cold beer. Logan's Roadhouse in the Central Texas Marketplace in Waco. Open every day at 11 and until 11 p.m. Friday and Saturday nights. Well, it's that time again, the most wonderful time of the year. And just like both of us, the Foundation Doctors thinking about home and family. Hey, Dad. Hi, Jay. What you working on? I'm building a gingerbread house. That's cool. Why's the door so crooked? And why is your chimney leaning like that? I guess my house needs the Foundation Doctor. <laughs> You're such a goofy kid. Is your house starting to look like a Pinterest project gone wrong? Are you worried about the jolly old fat man making it down your crooked chimney? Then you need to call the doctor. We'll get you back on level in no time. Give us a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. From all of us at the Foundation Doctor, we wish you the merriest of Christmases and a very blessed New Year. The Foundation Doctors, just like old Santa Claus, just like old Santa, we make house calls. <laughs> Are you looking for some great last-minute gifts for the fishing or boating enthusiast in your life? Check out Marineland Boating Center's Christmas clearance sale. Get discounts on fishing gear or awesome water sports accessories for the whole family. Save money on great his and hers gifts like hats, shirts, and hoodies from your favorite brands in boating, Tracker, Nitro, Mercury, and more. And right now you can even get thousands of dollars in cash back on Mercury Motor-Powered Sun Tracker pontoons. Come check out Marineland Boating Center by the intersection of I-35 and Loop 340. Come by with your family because they won't want to miss seeing the tallest Christmas tree in McLennan County. Marineland Boating Center is an authorized WREMG boat dealer. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. And welcome back to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas. No, you guys are good. Scott in the building. I like it. Merry Christmas, Scott. I'd like to have visitors this time of year, right? Absolutely. More the merrier. Absolutely. No pun intended. <laughs> Just kind of came out that way. <laughs> NFL football last night and a full schedule coming up uh, through the weekend. But the L.A. Rams find a way to get the win 30-22 to over New Orleans. And Matthew Stafford throwing for 328 yards last night. Cam, <laughs> you, you look at this game last night, and both teams at 7-7, seven and seven, we said coming into it that whoever wins this game has the upper hand of maybe still having that playoff hopes alive. But mm -hmm. with the Rams getting the win, I was a little bit shocked because I, I kind of put the Rams to bed before last night. Honestly, Ward, I was looking at this game this week and thinking, why do the Rams, why are they trying to win? I didn't even notice they had a realistic shot at making the playoffs. You right. know? I was like, what What are they doing? Because they're, they're headed towards that that all, all non-coveted spot of just missing the playoffs with a 37, 36-year-old quarterback, however old he is now. Uh, it's not a great place to be, but... 
they now have a 78% chance to make the playoffs. This was a, a huge game for them because, as I'm reading on ESPN last night, it would have dropped to 17% had they lost the game. So this is a vintage Matt Stafford performance, and all of a sudden you're thinking you, you start to pencil them in a little bit. Um, they've won six of the last seven. I think the only loss in there was that Ravens game in overtime, and we know that it uh, looks like the Ravens are going to be the top seed in the AFC. So... Uh, they, they've been playing some pretty good football, but I expected, you know, we keep talking about how bad the NFC South is and that it looked like for a while it was going to be New Orleans coming out of that division. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of put them on a pedestal is a wrong word for these two teams, but <laughs> I just expected they would be the one coming out there with the fight and, uh, they, they made a fight at the end, but the, the Rams really took it to them, especially in that first half. Now, the Saints aren't eliminated, but it's uh, that was a game they really needed to have. It's definitely an uphill battle from here on out for the Saints, yeah. right? Because their schedule's not very they, conducive for them as well. No, and they and they've lost some close ones. I think they lost to uh, Detroit a few weeks ago too. That was a that was like a a, a one score game, but it, it looks like that's trending towards uh, towards the Bucks division, which obviously we need to keep an eye on. That that's the Cowboys. That's the Cowboys' opponent. And it's two divisional games times coming up, and New Orleans got to go at uh, to Tampa on mm -hmm. on uh, New Year's Eve. Well, and you you look at the other games that are coming up this weekend. I think there's some pivotal matchups coming up, and starting with Saturday, Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. I think that could be have a chance to be a really good game. Now, Buffalo and Los Angeles, the Chargers, is going to be absolutely awful. Thank goodness it's on Peacock, so yeah. I don't have to watch it. Because Los Angeles is the biggest dumpster fire and the biggest disappointment in the NFL so far this season, bar none. Yeah, and you know what I keep thinking of? My, so my dad used to live in Arkansas in the 80s. And there would be signs that would say, no disrespect to our good folks of Arkansas, Sands Drake Toll. Uh, but they used to have signs that would say, Arkansas 49th in education, thank God for Mississippi. And I think the, I think the, I think in NFL terms this year, the Chargers and the Patriots are saying it about each other. You know, I as the Patriots say, oh, thank God the Chargers were supposed to be better and they're they're just as bad. And, and on the other flip side, the Chargers are saying, well, you know, we're going to fire our coach, but in a few weeks, they're going to fire the greatest coach of all time. So maybe it's not that bad, uh, but it's it's just terrible, isn't it? And I, I don't know how much of this is Justin Herbert's fault, but you have to curb expectations for this guy. I mean, I, I personally, in the games that I see him play, I do think he's a good quarterback, but they... The proof is in the pudding. I mean, I would have said the same thing about Mac, Mac Jones six or seven weeks ago still. And clearly that's that's not the case. And so the Chargers, speaking of the overlap here, I thought that was one of those teams that might look at Bill Belichick just to say, we need somebody to come in and, and figure this out. And we're going to take a flyer here. But, I mean, they're they right on the teetering, teetering on the edge of just blowing this whole thing up. And they've got a, they're going to have a good draft position to do so. Well, and the other thing is, look, I've, I've beat the drum when Kellen Moore was in Dallas that Kellen Moore is not the guy. And now he goes to – What you think he is, yeah. He, he goes to the Chargers, and this thing completely just melts down from where the expectations were when he came in the door.
It's incredible. I mean, this was a team that, I mean, it's not too long ago, Ward. We were talking about the AFC West probably before last season of, boy, this is this is the best division in football. I mean, the Broncos brought in Russell Wilson. The Chargers are ready to take the next step. The, the Raiders are, are a tough matchup for a lot of teams. And, oh, you've got the Chiefs in there, too. And, I mean, the Broncos are better for sure. But it's it's now the Chiefs and still everybody else, even without their without the weapons that they've had in the past. And that, to me, shows the downfall of this Chargers f- franchise, really. But this... This this window never even really opened, let alone is it shut. I mean, it's 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 way shut. I'm not to the point where I don't even know if it was open. And it just makes you wonder about Justin Herbert's uh, future there in L.A. and whether there's a team out there that is ready to mortgage their future a little bit to trade for him and bring him in, a team that, that is ready to take that next step and whether he's the guy to do it. But this, this is a bad deal. And I know Q's been talking about it too the the whole year about uh they're like kind of like what you said there's no bigger disappointment in the league this year than the Chargers, uh it it is it is a dumpster fire out there and I I don't know how quickly they they turn that around. When you talk about the Chiefs right now, are they still the leader in the clubhouse in your opinion? Even though they're at nine and five, this still feels like the parity of the NFL maybe has shrunk a little bit this year. But they're still the team to beat, in my opinion. You can't bet against them. I wouldn't do it. Uh, I, I kind of think of it this way: of Baltimore, Miami are obviously the two teams ahead of them, and both have had great stretches this year. Both very solid football teams. Uh, don't know that there is one of those three teams that really stands out above the rest. But the way I look at it with the Chiefs is: Do you have any fears that? They can't go into Miami and win, or can't go into Baltimore and win. No, because I don't. I, I don't think either. they can go and win both those places. I and, think Baltimore is an imposter. That's my opinion. Uh, they usually are, aren't they? I mean, Lamar's Baltimore usually is. I think so. I I really do. I mean, are you going to take Lamar Jackson over Patrick Mahomes and say, yeah, that's "Go thing. win me a championship game"? Yeah, that that's that's the thing, right? I mean, the the quarterback position means so much more now than it ever has, and it, you to the point where in the NFL, you how often do you even look at the build of the full team versus I'm taking this quarterback over this quarterback, and I think that's what you got to do at least in the AFC. I think the 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 49ers are are a little bit different because of the way their team is built, but they've got an MVP candidate at quarterback, and so when I look at the AFC. I'm thinking, well, I'm picking Patrick Mahomes over over any of these guys. And so, no, I, I, I wouldn't even trust Lamar Jackson with a big-time home playoff game. He hasn't even proven that yet. I, I agree 100%. And I, I think that, you know, you, you look at it as a situation of where you have to find a way to will your team to a win. And it's kind of like we talk about Dak. And we'll talk with Kyle Yeomans coming up in here in just a little bit. But he just, I'm sorry, he he hasn't shown that he has that in his DNA yet. Yeah. I think the, the word I use, I've used it a lot with Baylor's quarterback search, actually, is transcendent. They need to, Good one. quarterbacks now need to be, need to be able to transcend what the rest of their team does. They they need to will their team to use your term there. That I think that's perfect. 
look, two is a good quarterback. Lamar Jackson's a good quarterback. Dak is a good quarterback. I just, I don't know if those guys can transcend the rest of their team. And to be honest, I don't know if Brock Purdy can do that yet. But I like the makeup of his team. I know Jalen Hurts has done that in the past. And I sure as heck know Patrick Mahomes has done that quite a bit. And so I, I think you're in this age of the NFL where you need to have a transcendent quarterback, no matter how good the rest of your team is. Because, I mean, I look at the Eagles last year, and that was a really well-constructed football team, mm-hmm. just just all the way around. I mean, if we're talking pre-free agency, that, that's, a, that's a team that can win like three or four Super Bowls in a, in a short span because of how well-rounded they were. And they had also with that a guy who was a quarterback who was in the MVP race. And I don't know if they had had – I'm trying to use someone league average. I don't even know if they if they had had Justin Herbert or Trevor Lawrence. I don't know if they were in the Super Bowl last year. And so that's how important it is these days. And Philly is still a well-rounded team even, even with the injuries. Uh, San Francisco is a really well-rounded team, but it also helps that they have guys who – our MVP candidate quarterbacks. That That's the end-all, be-all now. It really is. Well, and if you don't have that, you're going to be in trouble. So it, it just it makes a huge, yeah. huge difference. For the San Francisco 49ers, Brock Purdy, you mentioned him. And I, I understand that he has done an outstanding job. Nobody saw this coming, Mr. Irrelevant, whatever. How does this guy just keep winning football games? There, oh, there is some sort of it factor, isn't there? I mean, there just there just has to be. Um, no disrespect to the kid, but he just doesn't have you know the huge arm talent. He he's not fitting it through these tight windows every time. His deep ball has gotten better, but uh, they they are just a really well rounded football team. They've got a suffocating defense. That also forces turnovers. And I know you know, Ward, those two things aren't mutually exclusive. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have one, sometimes you have the other. And he's got weapons, sure, but he's getting them the ball. I mean, he's getting them the ball better than Jimmy Garoppolo did, even though he took them to a Super Bowl. I I mean, Brock Purdy's having a better season than Jimmy Garoppolo ever had. And and, and we saw them cut bait on a quarterback they drafted in the third overall just three years ago uh, because they don't need him. I, I don't know. The kids got a fact, an it factor, and maybe part of it was basically starting all four years in college and uh, working some miracles in college, by the way, for Iowa State. But um, he has got kind of some ice in his veins and, and a lot of big football games under his belt for a kid that's this young. Yeah, it should be fun, and it's going to be a fun weekend of football. We'll talk Cowboys and Dolphins coming up with Kyle Yeomans from the Cowboy Network. That's coming up next on the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor, Big 12 women's basketball on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women opening Big 12 play Saturday, December 30th in Austin against Texas. 12.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 1 p.m. tip-off. Follow the Bears through the Big 12 Conference with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman here on the flagship station for Baylor women's basketball. ESPN Central Texas. At CMC Auto Group, we don't have a popcorn machine in the lobby or any other crazy gimmick to get you in the door. I'm Justin Kramer. When you walk in, you will be greeted by me or Julio. 
We have been selling quality, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs for the last 20 years by offering upfront best cash price to save you time and money. At CMC Auto Group, I want to invite you to come by Highway 6 in Imperial, shake my hand, and see what makes us different. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. From our family to yours, La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina wants to thank Central Texas for voting them as the best of Tex-Mex restaurant for 2023. And thank you for the votes for the best of chips and hot sauce, best margaritas, best enchiladas, best queso, and the best tortillas. Making you hungry? Then stop on at La Fiesta Restaurant off Franklin Avenue in Waco. Check them out online at LaFiesta.com. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. First Central Credit Union is opening doors to home ownership. First Central's open door mortgage loans up to 95% of the appraised home value with low closing costs, no points, low origination fees, flexible terms, and competitive rates. Consider refinancing your mortgage or securing land for building. We loan up to 75% of the appraised value of land. Apply online at firstcentralcu.com. Everything we do, we do for you. Some restrictions apply. Equal housing lender. Member NCUA. Holiday gift giving is now upon us. At Morrison Gifts, we want to give holiday shoppers a break from the crowds. Starting now, enjoy special pricing on select items weekly through Christmas. Brands like John Hart, Consuela, Sweet Grace, and Times Candles. At Morrison's, you'll find home decor, gourmet items, bath and body, baby, and of course, Christmas decor. Let us build the perfect gift basket and remember free gift wrapping. Local delivery is available and shipping anywhere. That's Morrison Gifts at the corner of Valley Mills and Waco Drive, close to Jason's Deli. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Does the thought of mice, rats, or other rodents taking up residence in your walls or attic make you feel uncomfortable? Once inside, these unwanted critters can cause thousands of dollars in damage to your home. The experts at 855-BUGS can identify points of entry and eliminate them. We use a variety of methods to keep rodents out. Be proactive, not reactive. Let 855-BUGS ensure your home is protected with a free inspection and comprehensive treatment plan. Visit 855-BUGS.com now to schedule your free inspection. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham Realtor with Colwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. 
happening now. Free lab-grown diamond earrings up to 4 carat total weight, free at DMRA Fine Jewelers. Spend $6.99 or more and get half carat to 4 carat lab-grown diamond stud earrings for free. 0% financing, on-site master jewelers, and up to 60% off Christmas specials. That's 0% financing, on-site master jewelers, and up to 60% off Christmas specials. You always receive more when you choose Diamore Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. See store for details. All Around Maintenance is your complete janitorial and construction cleanup service. Whether you're looking for someone to clean your business or you need quick cleanup after a big construction, All Around Maintenance handles the nitty-gritty. We're Real Central Texans, working with your schedule to satisfy your needs since 1996. We'll leave your office, school, restaurant, industrial facility, house of worship, or apartment complex spotless at an honest rate. Visit us today at allaroundmaintenance.net. That's allaroundmaintenance.net. Let us do the dirty work. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. Thank you for a record-setting November and make a JTC your number one full-service Chevrolet store. With all of our new inventory, it's starting to look a little like Christmas. At Jim Turner Chevrolet, we also have the largest selection of certified pre-owned and in need for more. So before you spend too much, give us the opportunity to earn your business. Give us a call, 840-3261. And remember, folks, we're only a heartbeat away in McGregor. We'll treat you like family. Find new roads. And welcome back to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas. December 22nd, 2023. Cam, have you got everything done? We may have lost him. Oh, I guess we did. Did we lose Cameron? Hello, Cameron. <laughs> Cameron. Hello, McFly. Oh, yeah. We lost him. Okay. We'll get yeah. back with him here in just a little bit. Just wondering if he's got it all done, you know, because it's kind of hard to travel and and get things done, right? So, you know, it uh, it's it's for lack of better words, it's crunch time. You have just a few days away. Yeah, I'm not sweating. You're not sweating it? <laughs> no, <laughs> I, uh, I honestly, I'm I'm pretty much done. Really? Yeah, but like I said, I got digital gift cards. So. Well, yeah, I mean, and I respect that. It's just I can't do it. I like the idea of it. I did buy. I did buy one gift card this year because that's what my niece wanted. I got a, a couple of other things that she had on her list, but one of the things that she wanted was a gift card. So I I did the give up gift card deal for <laughs> for McKenna. She asked specifically for that. She asked for that gift card by itself. So it wasn't like I just went to the gift card rack and started pulling gift cards off of it. I'm not going to do that. It's just not it's just not what I like to do. Join us now from the Cowboys Network. Big game coming up this weekend between the Cowboys and the Miami Dolphins, but Kyle, what an egg was laid by the Cowboys last week. Yeah, it, it wasn't it wasn't pretty. It was almost as offensive as as you saying that gift cards aren't good gifts in the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> you tell him, Kyle. You tell him. I don't I don't understand. I mean, what's wrong with a gift card? I mean, you you can get whatever you want. Yes, I know. I get likes, that. But I like to 
I like to put my hands on something. I like to wrap a present and mm. be able to hand the present to them. And if you don't like it, then you can return it. I, I get it. I understand the concept of the gift card. It's just, it's almost for me, instead of me going out and running through the malls and trying to find the right present for the right person, it's a give up for me. So, yeah, you know, it's just. I mean, it's one of those things, too, that, like, I mean, maybe it's because of just where I am in this, like, journey of life. <laughs> where where I would just rather like you know like some cash every now and again I've got I've got babies on the way I've got I know congratulations got, yeah, congratulations all that today yeah yeah you know like there's there's a lot going on so maybe maybe the gift cards are a good thing but I I get what you're saying you want to you want to have your personal touch on it I'm sure you're a great gift giver and and maybe that's the difference I just enjoy I I enjoy the shopping experience and trying to find the right gift for the mm-hmm. right person. And so that's my take on it. I'm not saying that it's a give up for everybody to give a gift card, but I feel like for me to give a gift card, that's me giving up. And mm, okay. I'm I'm going to get to that age where I probably will give up here pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to say, no, thanks. Everybody's getting Yeah. So whenever I receive a gift card from Ward, I'm going to be like, oh, no, we need to check on Ward. Yeah, he gave up. we got to make sure he's good. <laughs> For the Cowboys and the Bills, when you talk about what they were unable to accomplish, not only offensively but defensively as well, is that an anomaly or is that something you need to keep an eye on for the road for this football team? Well, I think over the last two years we've we've learned the lesson that if, if there's a, a red flag, you should probably try and address it before you get to playoff time because – uh, I mean, you look at the last two years, penalties two years ago, bit you in the playoffs in the wild card round against San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, run defense, uh, bit you in the, in the divisional round last year against San Francisco. Uh, same thing this year. And, and they, they've addressed the run defense. Jonathan Hankins is a huge help, and I think he's helped band-aid a lot of the problems up front just by his significance in the interior of that defensive line. And when he's not in the fold, it's obvious. And he missed time down the stretch last year, too. If you want to remember back, he missed right. multiple games uh, down the stretch. He wasn't fully 100% going into the postseason. So maybe that's a conversation that needs to be had. You're facing the number four run rushing offense in the country uh, this week with Miami. You're facing the number two rushing offense with a dual-headed attack with Detroit next week. I mean, it doesn't get much easier in terms of stopping the run, because you've got those two guys, uh, or excuse me, those two units coming in, and all of that is on the line for them, too. Lots to play for, for both the Dolphins and the Lions. So you're going to get two good tests. You're going to see exactly what you've got up front. You probably won't have Jonathan Hankins this week. We'll see if he's able to go next week against Detroit, but that's the biggest red flag for me. I think outside of that, I think tackling, uh, I think it was a one-off. I, I think the the ineffectiveness and the play calling on offense, I think that was a one-off. I, I think they can rebound in those areas. But the one thing I'm worried about is just if teams can stick to the run, they don't abandon the run, and they, they, they make it an effort to go downhill against this Dallas defense, I haven't been convinced that you can stop it as they're 0-3 against teams that are top seven in rushing right now. So, uh, it, it's certainly something to keep an eye on, and I think you're going to get a really good look at it again this week and again next week against Detroit. 
Kyle Yeomans, Cowboys Network, with us here on the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. And, Kyle, are we seeing the absence of Leighton Vanderish starting to rear its ugly head a little bit more because of the fact that he was the defensive quarterback on the field? I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. I really am. Because it, it, it was said when he went down, and I, I think there was a there were a number of fans, whether I mean whether they're they're casual fans or not, that were more they were more frustrated with Leighton Vanderesh when he was playing than they were appreciative of what he brings to the table. And I think now you're starting to see, okay, Leighton Vanderesh did a lot for the second level of that defense. And you go and you look at the all twenty two of what happened in Buffalo and how they were ineffective stopping mm-hmm. the run. A lot of it was hesitation. A lot of it was picking the wrong gap. And, and and even if you're picking the wrong gap, do it on time. Don't do it a step behind. And, and there were times where Dallas was a step step behind, which either would lead to arm tackles or it would lead uh, to just completely getting washed out of the play and huge open running lanes for James Cook to attack. And so with, with Leighton Van Der Esch, he wasn't perfect. Don't get me wrong. But he also he, – he knew the film better than anybody. He's a right. film warrior in his own right. So at least you knew he was going to at least have some decision made, right or wrong. And you hear it from, from second-level linebacker coaches all the time. If you're going to make a decision, at least make it on time. Uh, even if you're right or wrong, make a decision. Don't hesitate. And this is going to be a big week where they're going to have to utilize that too because Raheem Mostert, if, if he gets off to the races, he's one of the quickest in the NFL. Devin, uh, Devin Achan, if he gets off to the races, he's one of the quickest in the NFL. You can't allow for these guys to catch uh, a full head of steam or else you're going to have a really, really bad week stopping the run for the second straight game. Well, and, and that's the biggest thing. What you said is when you hesitate on the defensive side of the ball, you're already, they're already past you, and there's nothing you yep. can do about it. You either got to fill the gap and go at 100 miles an hour, and if you're not there, at least you're being disruptive. And maybe something will help from that. But when you're hesitating, it's too late. Mm-hmm. You cannot catch up. Not at this level. No, no, no way you can do it, especially against this team. I mean, this team, that's the, the number one word of the day and word of the week for the Miami Dolphins is speed. That's, that's what they're predicated on. That's what they're built on. They get the ball out quick because they know their 2.1 seconds of allowing their wide receivers to run routes and their running backs to get out of the backfield is different than other teams' 2.1 seconds. Those guys can run further and get deeper into a defense than Dallas can in 2.8 seconds, than any other team Dallas has faced in 2.8 seconds. I mean, that's the difference between a team with legitimate team speed and they build around it and a team that's going to be affected by that. And I, I do, I think this is a tough matchup for Dallas, and if they're not careful, they're going to be victimized by that team speed, and it's going to happen early in this one. Kyle Yeoman is with us here in the press box on ESPN Central Texas. Where are we at with Zach Martin right now? He was participating today in walkthrough. We, we had an update from Mike McCarthy about 45 minutes ago uh, on a conference call, and, and he said that he was out there and, and looked good, uh, did not have a brace on that, that quad. He looked like he was moving around okay. Uh, Tyron Smith at left tackle did not – participate in walkthrough today and, and he hasn't always participated in practice throughout the week so I think there's maybe a question on whether or not he could go but it, with it being listed as a back injury instead of a rest uh, day for for Tyron I think there might be some legitimate concern 
that it is Chuma Adoga at left tackle. One of the, I, I guess this is a bright side to it, and Chuma Adoka is not Tyron Smith because he gets a little extra practice, but he has received a little extra practice. He's been receiving the reps when Tyron's not going on the Wednesdays or Thursdays in the middle of the week. Adoga's been benefiting from extra first-team reps. So it's not like it's a complete drop-off, and, and Tyron has been playing at an exceptionally high level when he's available uh, but if, if he's unable to go, at least you have a veteran backup at Chuma Adoga that you trust and that has been getting some reps. But I, I think if if I had to, to put a guess on it, just based off of the intuition and the, the, the tea leaves that we're reading on Zach Martin, I think he'll be available on Sunday. Kyle, with the Dolphins, you mentioned the speed and the things that they can do offensively. Is this a week where – Dan Quinn might move Micah Parsons around, maybe line him up at linebacker a little bit instead of the end of the line of scrimmage. Uh, that's been a conversation point this week. I I really don't love the idea. I I, I just don't. Um, if it's a if it's a change up and it's a, uh, a once every couple snaps sort of idea, maybe just to throw a team off because as soon as Mike McDaniel as an offensive play caller picks up on a tendency he's usually going to attack it he's usually going to get after it um so maybe you throw off that tendency maybe you throw off the scent a little bit by throwing Micah Parsons at the second level but there's been conversation of Dallas struggling to stop the run and maybe we should move Parsons back there full-time I I disagree I, I don't think you should do anything like that because then you're getting to the point where you're taking him away from what he does best Mm-hmm. And you're taking him away from uh, being the best pass rusher pressure-wise in the NFL. You would never move Nick or Joey Bosa. You would never move Miles Garrett. And I know they're different types and different archetypes of players. But you would never take what they do best out of their hands just because you have a need elsewhere on your team. Yeah, Michael Parsons has the capability of playing linebacker, but that doesn't mean he should be playing linebacker because he's so much better for your defense and he opens up so many other possibilities by rushing the passer that I think the second you move him into the backfield, you're really hamstringing what your defense is predicated on, and that is getting to the quarterback. Coming up against Miami for this offense and Mike McCarthy, I know he uses a little bit of eye candy, but against a defense like the Dolphins, should we see more motion? Should we see more movement and maybe a little more eye candy from the Cowboys just to try to offset some things from that defense, being able to pin their ears back? That's a good question. Um, I, I think there's a possibility of it, but also you also think about what Miami's defense, and they're really good. I mean, of course, we talked yes, about they the are. speed from the Miami offense. I mean, this Miami defense is legit, too. Uh, they, they can play. Uh, they've allowed teams to less than 40 rushing yards in three straight weeks, and Two of those games were against the Jets, so you can kind of at least take that with a grain of salt. But, I mean, they, they can stop the run and they can rush the passer. They're third in the NFL in quarterback pass or pressure rate. So with, with the way that this defense has practiced all year, they, they've been going up against this Miami Dolphins offense that runs the second most amount of motion in the NFL. So it, it wouldn't be anything new. This defense is probably not going to be fooled by motion because Miami has has done it the, all year long. They've had, this defense has had practice reps against Mike McDaniel all year long, and that's one of the things that they predicate their offense on is motion and, and eye wash and the eye candy 
to try and throw a defense off. So even if Dallas wanted to throw that wrinkle in this week and use motion, which they do quite a bit, uh, I don't know if it's going to be anything outside of the realm that, that Mike McDaniel has already shown this defense at times. And that's really a byproduct and a benefit of getting the chance to practice against the Dolphins if you are the Dolphins defense because you haven't seen speed like that and you don't see as much motion as what Miami runs. So if teams bring you speed and bring you motion, you're ready for it. How big is this game for Dak Prescott to bounce back after that disappointing performance against the Bills? I think it's big. I think if if there's any realm of possibility for him even being in the conversation for MVP anymore, he needs to go off and have a really big day. Uh, now, is that the number one priority for this offense? No, it's not. It, winning the MVP award would be awesome. And, and Dak would have to ball out, and Dallas would probably have to win their final three games and then win the division is, is ultimately what it would be, and he would have to be a huge part of that. Um, but I, I think the importance is there more so because you want to be on the right track going into the playoffs because this offense was on the right track. Mm-hmm. They, were, they were playing at a high level. They were putting up points. They were taking care of business at home and on the road to, to, to really talk about it. But then you go up against a good Bills defense and you just lay an egg and it doesn't work out the way that you want it to. If, if something like that happens again against Miami, then you're, you're questioning, okay, can we really do this against good teams on the road in the playoffs? And that is not the question you want in the back of your head. If, if anything, it's a chance to rebound and say, you know what, the Bills, that was just a blip. The, the, the 49ers early in the year, that was just a blip. We played well offensively against Philadelphia you were able to do some some good things early on uh, against Arizona but you just you 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 lost those games in in ways that weren't anywhere close to ways you lost like 49ers and like you lost to the Bills if you can have a rebound performance and start finding that rhythm again on offense against a good Miami defense I think it'll go a long way for the confidence of this team going into the postseason when you have the opportunity to look at what Mike McCarthy has been able to do with this offense, and I think it's impressive, but I also think that if you look back at that Bills game, and it's easy to blame Dak because, look, the quarterback's going to get all the praise. The quarterback's going to get all the criticism as well. And I'll criticize yeah. him. I don't think he played great. But he also has to have a little bit more help, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, I think you bring up a great point is – he he's received the praise, right? He was in the MVP conversation for three weeks in a row. Uh, he received the praise. Now you get the criticism. Did he deserve as much praise as he, as he really garnered early on? Probably not. It was, it was praise that should have gone to the offensive line praise that should go to the weapons outside and mm-hmm. to the, to the, uh, to the play caller. Same thing. Whenever they lost that game against Buffalo. No. Was Dak Prescott perfect? Absolutely not. Uh, but was he put in a situation to be successful? Absolutely not. He he had a banged-up offensive line and a team in the Bills that made it a point to get in the backfield. He had to run for his life. He was pressured on 60% of the snaps, and he had to run out of side of the pocket and just try and extend, extend plays, where at times has worked to his benefit. And in this game, the Bills were ready for it, and they took that element out of the the equation. So, no, he did not have a great performance, but he also didn't have a ton of chances. He had two possessions in the first half remember that two full possessions in the first half and one of them resulted in points he had points on the board 
But basically, by the time they got to the second half, they had barely any time of possession. The Bills had controlled the game, and the Bills had, had manhandled the, the Cowboys' defense to the point that they jumped out to a 21-3 lead. So it, it was one of those games where you can't blame Dak Prescott solely. Is he a part of the, was he a part of the loss? Yes, he totally was. Was it his fault? Not at all, because I think you could really t- take that and circle the defense and say this is a team that's supposed to be built around defense, and you let the ball drop, and thus the offense was put in a situation to, to not be successful. Now you've got a chance to rebound, and you've got a chance to do it against a really good Miami offense. You need that defense to set the tone, and I think the offense will follow. What makes it so difficult for this team to play from behind? And maybe, in all reality, you can say that about the Cowboys, but you can also say that about the NFL because you yeah. start trying to press, you start trying to do things that are out of character, and it just seems like that at least for this team and maybe for every team, you get two scores behind, it's very, very difficult to make that up. Well, I think it, it goes into what you're built to do, right? Right. What, what your team, the equation that makes up your team and what is it ultimately equal in that situation. And the equation of this Cowboys team is that they want to have a balanced attack on offense while rush the heck out of the passer on defense and force mistakes. That's, that's the equation for the Cowboys. Balanced offense, rush the passer on defense, and force mistakes. Well, when teams are playing ahead, what do you want to do? You want to run the ball as, as an opponent that's ahead. Like, let's say the Cowboys are trailing. You want to run the ball against a team that's not built to, to, to stop the run. They're built to, to get after the passer. But they're not built to stop the run. So you're going to run the ball. That, that results in time of possession. And then if, if you're behind, if the Cowboys are behind, you've got to throw your way back into a game. So that's not the balanced attack that they want on offense. So they're not built to play from behind. And it's honestly because they're built to play with a lead. Dallas does not – I mean, they, they are at their best when they can start early, often, and quick. And it's because whenever teams abandon the run, then they're able to get after the passer. Mm-hmm. They have the front seven to do that. And they, they force teams out of their, their usual game plan, and they force them into takeaways. They force them into turnovers. And so there's that element of the game that's completely wiped out whenever they have to play from behind. Dallas pins their ears back, and they get after it. And then on offense, you can stay balanced. If you're playing with a lead, you don't have to run the ball the entire time. If a team is good at stopping the run, throw in some play action, throw in some passing attempts, and then that's where you get the weapons involved we saw that against the uh the seahawks the seahawks they were they were playing with a slight advantage and then they they were able to kind of work back and forth at least in a close game but when you get behind early like they did against arizona like they did against philly like they did against san francisco and then last week again against buffalo this team's not built to play from behind they're built to play with a lead so that's how imperative that first quarter is you've got to jump out early and you've got to put points on the board if you're the offense, you got to keep guys out of the scoreboard. If you're the defense, if you're going to stand a chance to win in some of these really, really big games. Kyle, how do they get to narrative to change coming up this weekend against Miami? What do they have to do? Well, I think they have to limit the running attack. I think if they can hold these two guys, A-Chan and, and Moster, under 100 yards total, uh, I think that would be a huge step in the right direction. Is that realistic? Probably not. I mean, this is the number three or number four rushing attack in the NFL 
for a reason. But it, it, I think that's where it's got to start. If you can tackle better and you can hold teams to, to under 100 yards rushing, that means they're having to throw the football. That means at times they're probably playing either in a tight game or from behind. And, and that's where you can, you can really have some fun defensively. Uh, and then offensively, I, I just want to see a rhythm again. I want to see them be able to push it downfield. Dak, Dak has been great downfield. I mean, he's completing 60-plus percent of his passes 10 yards or more downfield this year, and, and that's a credit to CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, uh, Brandon Cooks. It's worked out to their favor. So open up the playbook a little bit more. Maybe with having Zach Martin in the fold, that, that can happen a little more easier. But those are, those are my keys if they're going to try and flip the script. Do the Cowboys get it done? Oh, that's a tough question. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say not this week, and and I'll, I'll put this in. We do a gut feeling every week on on the website. I'll put it in. I think if these two teams play ten times, I bet you Dallas wins six of those ten times. I think these are two evenly matched teams, but this case in this situation, you're banged up up front. You you've got a, a really good Miami team that's also playing for quite a bit, and they're at home, and you haven't been great on the road. I think they dropped this one. But the good news is, even if they drop this one, they still need the same result if they're going to win the NFC East. They still need Philly to just lose one game in their final three. Whether Dallas wins out or Philly loses, or, win, or if Dallas wins out or they lose this game this week, as long as Dallas wins the final two and Philly loses one game, Dallas still wins the NFC East and they're the number two seed. So it doesn't change a whole lot this week. But I, I still think they, they drop it. I'll say 34-30 Miami gets the win in Miami. And the Cowboys are 2-8 and eight in their last 10 games on grass. Guess where this is? It's on grass, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice, nice natural grass, guys. <laughs> Kyle Yeomans, Cowboys Network, with us here on the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. Hey, Kyle, we certainly appreciate the time. As always, again, congratulations to you and your wife. Triplets on the way. Bless your heart. <laughs> I, I, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a whole lot of fun and a whole lot of fast hurry. Uh, but I congratulate both of you on that. And a very Merry Christmas to you and your family and safe travels this holiday season. Yeah, you guys as well. Happy holidays and Merry Christmas to the entire Central Texas area. Of course, that that's, that's the hometown down in Waco. So, I hope everybody stays safe this holiday season. Thanks for having me. We'll talk again next week. All right. Thanks, Kyle. There he goes. Kyle Yeomans, Cowboys Network. Does a great job. Cam back with us here. Cam, do you think the Cowboys are able to get it done against Miami? Oh, man. I I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, The only thing that kind of gave me some hope was I saw this week that, like, the whole offensive line for the Dolphins – uh, didn't practice. Um, I believe that was Wednesday, which, as you know, is a big day for practice. And then I think, well, it is the week of Christmas. So, you know, every team is banged up and these veteran offensive linemen don't need to practice every day. And I thought, you know, that the if, if Dan Quinn was just going to blitz the heck out of them all night, there's a few teams that that will not work against. And one of them is the Miami Dolphins. With the way they can scheme and get the ball out quick, that would actually play into their hands a little bit. So I think it's going to be a good game, though. I, I do. I think Dak's going to have a bounce back, and I think the offense is going to have a bounce back. But um, I, I don't I don't see the Cowboys pulling this one out. I think it's tight, but I think Miami takes it. I, you know, I, I want to agree with you, 
but I just have this feeling that the Cowboys are going to go into Miami, being the dog, and something's going to change. And I don't know that this is a okay, okay. I don't know that this is a team that can win the NFC Championship. I still think it goes through San Francisco, but I just see this game as an opportunity for the Cowboys to say, you know what, we're still a pretty good football team, and I think they get I think they get it done in Miami. I really do. I think they win this game. I think they win it by a field goal. I think it's Brandon Aubrey that puts it through the uprights, maybe even a last second field goal. But I think that the special teams is a difference maker in this football game, and I think the Cowboys have the better special teams. I think there's a lot of people in the car that are about to ride with you right now, Ward. I think you got them on board, and they are ready to have a darn Merry Christmas if that happens, which it wouldn't surprise me. It would not surprise me. The Cowboys are still, for as bad as they were last week, and, and you just talked about it, they're still a, a pretty darn good football team. And so it wouldn't stun me. I just think Miami has a little bit of that upper hand being at home, personally. Should be a whole lot of fun. Cowboys and Dolphins coming up. You can hear that game right here on ESPN Central Texas. We'll take the final break when we come back. We'll come back and put a bow on this one. And it's almost Christmas. Have you got everything done? Is Christmas absolutely done? No, I don't. We'll ask Cam. That's coming up next right here on the Press Box. Cowboys football 2023. Second and goal. Snap to Prescott. Only heard here. Looks left. Slant. Gallup. All season. Touchdown. That was right now. Sunday afternoon. It's your Cowboys and the Miami Dolphins. Live from Hard Rock Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Dolphins. Sunday starting with the pregame at 2 here on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, Richard Carr, Buick, GMC, how lovely are your SUVs? Oh, Richard Carr, Buick, GMC, I love the trucks you have for me. Strong and tough with luxury, room for all my family. Oh, Richard Carr, Buick, GMC, you are the dealership for me. Well, it's that time again, the most wonderful time of the year. And just like most of us, the Foundation Doctors thinking about home and family. Hey, Dad. Hi, Jay. What you working on? I'm building a gingerbread house. That's cool. Why's the door so crooked? And why is your chimney leaning like that? I guess my house needs the Foundation Doctor. <laughs> You're such a goofy kid. Is your house starting to look like a Pinterest project gone wrong? Are you worried about the jolly old fat man making it down your crooked chimney? Then you need to call the doctor. We'll get you back on level in no time. Give us a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. From all of us at the Foundation Doctor, we wish you the merriest of Christmases and a very blessed New Year. The Foundation Doctors, just like old Santa Claus, just like old Santa, we make house calls. Does the thought of mice, rats, or other rodents taking up residence in your walls or attic make you feel uncomfortable? Once inside, these unwanted critters can cause thousands of dollars in damage to your home. The experts at 855-BUGS can identify points of entry and eliminate them. 
We use a variety of methods to keep rodents out. Be proactive, not reactive. Let 855-BUGS ensure your home is protected with a free inspection and comprehensive treatment plan. Visit 855-BUGS.com now to schedule your free inspection. Is that the great white? It is. All right. Very nice. <laughs> Welcome back to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas. I thought you might come out with a little holiday music on the last break. But that's oh, fine. Yeah. I like that one, too. Yeah, I didn't think about it. That's all right. I like it. <laughs> Cameron, you ready? Have you got everything done? Is it all packed away, everything <laughs> wrapped, and you ready to go? Everything and done are relative, Ward, okay? <laughs> um I'm going to go with yes. Uh, all the presents have been shot for. Bought the last ones today. Did, nice. did have a little mall trip yesterday. Very we nice. talked about wrapping earlier, mm -hmm. and um, I think you can probably infer from that conversation that uh, it's not all wrapped yet. Okay. It's not all wrapped yet. Uh, but you know what? I'm just so full of holiday cheer that for for me and my loved ones, I, I'm going to I'm going to go with that being good enough. There you go. I think you I think you've done well, <laughs> young man. You've done well. Friday night. Oh, it's been a football. sprint to the finish. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you. I'm sprinting as soon as we get out of here. How about uh, tonight? Georgia Tech and UCF Big Twelve back in action tonight at five thirty. That could be a great matchup coming up. Sure can, and and I talked about earlier the kind of using that example. We're talking about how bad Syracuse and these ACC teams are. That Georgia Tech was going to get it handed to them too, and then I realized they're playing UCF, who lost to Baylor. So I can't exactly go and say they're going to get their butts beat. But um, Georgia Tech is is on the rise now. They mm -hmm. did lose to Boston College and someone else bad this year that also made a bowl game. But um, th that this is an evenly matched game on paper. Uh, this will be a good one to watch. I, I, I'm interested to see if Georgia Tech is better than a, a middle-of-the-road Big 12 team like UCF. I think this, if this is a blowout one way or the other, it could, it could say a lot about these two conferences, which could be merging any day now. I think it could be a fun one tonight. I'm, I'm very interested in this one coming up tonight. So, uh, and then coming up tomorrow... A slate of games. You got Troy and Duke in the Birmingham Bowl. You got Arkansas State and Northern Illinois in the Camilla Bowl. James Madison and Air Force in Fort Worth at the Armed Forces Bowl. Ooh. I think that could be a fun football game coming up on uh, Ooh, that's Saturday. A good one. Uh, Georgia State and Utah State in the Idaho. No, let me get this right. The famous Idaho there Potato Bowl. <laughs> South Alabama and Eastern Michigan, Utah and Northwestern, and Coastal Carolina and San Jose. Coming up tomorrow for your pre-Christmas bowl activities. I, I think for me, I circle James Madison and Air Force. I think that could be a really entertaining football game. Me too. I mean, those are two teams that were in the top 25 this year. Air Force was the darling early in the season. Then James Madison has a, a great season. I know they lost a game. Oh, no. Uh, but that's still a pretty darn good football team. And the other one I'm looking at, Ward, is that, that Utah-Northwestern game. Yeah. We know how good Utah has been the last decade under Kyle Whittingham. And one of the stories of the season, I don't know how much better it's going to be the next couple of years for Northwestern coming out of that scandal. But 
they are poll eligible and they deserve to be there. And so uh, that's that's going to be an intriguing one for me too, that Northwestern Utah. But in terms of those uh, out of the, po- the Power Five conferences, James Madison and Air Force, that's the one to look at. By the way, Air Force on Baylor's schedule again next year. Absolutely. Cameron Stewart, have a happy and merry, merry Christmas with your family. Merry Christmas. We certainly appreciate you. Safe travels, and we'll see you back here coming up next week. Thank you, Ward. Same to you and yours and to Aaron as well. Uh, Very Merry Christmas to you guys. That is going to do it for us. We will not be here on Monday on Christmas Day, but we want to wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas. If you are traveling, please be safe, and we'll come back here and meet you at lunchtime on Tuesday. John Morris coming up next, followed by Matt Mosley, and then Baylor basketball, a full slate for you right here on ESPN Central Texas. For Aaron, I'm Ward White. Until next time, so long, everybody. It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. This is ESPN Central Texas.